Welcome to Soul Coach, the podcast. My name is April, a spiritual life coach, Reiki practitioner, and intuitive healer. I share my crazy and unexpected journey with you. Along the way, I will drop some nuggets to help you along on your spiritual path. Welcome to season four of Soul Coach, the podcast. April. (laughs) I'm back. I took a week off from recording my podcast because I was absolutely drained. My battery was drained and I know that I have to regroup and recharge in order to really channel the message that I that I get from spirit when I'm talking to you on this podcast. So this week and last week has been well, it's not even the couple of weeks. Let's just talk about 2020 in a whole. If you remember my podcast uh, at the end of the year, I was just telling you guys that 2020 is not a year for the week. If you aren't on your path and aren't really doing what you're supposed to be doing while you're reincarnating, you will most definitely feel it. Because spirit and the consciousness is pushing everybody into their path. And this is just my experience and what I feel and what I channel. And it is so brutal. It's to the point that the veil between the spiritual and the physical world is so thin right now. It's like I am seeing more figures and shadows and things like that. And I'm also feeling... Um, just the consciousness of the world is so heavy and last Monday was Martin Luther King's you know celebration and and, an observation of Martin Luther King and it was a a holiday and on that day I decided that I'll start running in the morning well it's been a long time since I started running so I was like you know what let me just walk fast (laughs) (laughs) And then I started like jogging and then running, jog and walk and jog and walk and now I'm running. But I had to get uh, back into that and just eating right. And I had already started doing a fasting and just, you know, uh, feeling good about myself in the physical. And I already feel good about myself in the spiritual. But, you know, this year has also showed me that I am not giving my all into what my life purpose is. And that is why I have this podcast. This podcast is really for you guys to listen to my journey and see how it relates to you. And that was the whole, that's the whole purpose of this podcast. Um, As I try to figure things out, I share and, um, and see if it's relatable to you guys. Because I know that it's very lonely. This path is extremely lonely. And the more powerful you are, you just can't have just anyone around you. And I'm seeing friends drop off and people that I do not need to be around drop off. I keep getting that message like you need to let that go. That person is holding you back. This person is like secretly jealous of you. Like you just got to learn when to let go and, and let God, right? Um, so, this, so this podcast... <laughs> episode is all about like what was going on with me for the last couple of weeks and um and what I feel like the consciousness is about to go through 
and uh, what I feel like you need to start doing with yourself and on your path now, uh, January. It's like the 31st, well, the February 1st is Saturday, and, uh, and it'll be here before you know it, right? So let's get started. So every time I get on this podcast, I really like I meditate and I calm my nerves down because I can get overly excited. And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. But I can't help it because it's spirits. Every time I put on the record on the app that I use, I promise you, spirits like, okay, I'm about to, I'm about to show up. And as I'm growing in my gifts, I'm learning to filter through what they're telling me. But a lot of times, I'm not even in control of the things that I say. So definitely bear with me. I'm trying to really figure out how I can transition a little smoother in my podcast because it's just like I want to grow and I really want hundreds of thousands of listeners. And in order for me to do that, I need to fine tune my podcast. And uh, But I'm getting the content out, which is important, right? It's what Gary Vee told me to do. The white man. That's what the white man told me to do. So I'm going to do it. But um, just getting the content out and, and learning how to channel the messages that I have and uh, and share my journey and share my story. Well, so I started exercising and eating right and so forth. And then so that week passed. And then here we are Tuesday. And Kobe Bryant dies in a helicopter crash with his 13-year-old daughter. And I was not a Kobe Bryant fan. My mom was, and my son's father, huge, 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 huge Lakers fans. You know, but, you know, specifically, my mom loved Kobe, and my uh, son's father loved uh, Kobe as well. And I'm a basketball fan, but I didn't, like, like him like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lie, because that's not who I am. I'm very honest. I'm not going to lie. I did. But this is so sad to me about him dying and with his daughter and uh you think about it really like when these tragedies happen like this it just really is just so sad and how you really take a good look at your life and uh and it's like this series of events have happened to me over the last few days so I'm gonna back it up a little bit I uh, have been quiet on Instagram. I've just been posting selfies, which is not even me. I've just been doing something different, you know. Uh, as you guys can see, I've just been posting my, my, my face and doing filters and showing my shoes. Like, really just posting me because I just, I've been all over the place. My, my soul is scattered. Not from Kobe, but from, like, what spirit is trying to show me what I need to do on my path. Well, Saturday, I had a funeral to go to, and this woman was somebody that practically raised me, and she's a family friend, and she is the one that taught me how to do Easter speeches, and uh, I mean, she's just been a staple in a church that my grandfather had all of my life. When I think of my grandfather, I think of her. When I think of my grandparents, she has already she was always there. She was much younger than my grandparents, you know. And um she actually was 
a classmate of my aunt who I don't remember because this is all before my time. But anyway, my aunt had died because she had MS and they were classmates. They graduated from Russ College. So uh, they were friends. So she got involved in the Methodist church. And then my grandfather had um, actually like helped her get into that. And she's actually is on the building. My grandparents and her name is on the building of the church that my grandfather built. He has two churches, uh, one in Gautier, Mississippi, and another one in Pascagoula, Mississippi. And he built, my father and him built the one in Gautier, and then he built the one, like, when I say built, I mean, like, he was a carpenter. Like, he literally built the church. (laughs) So, he's like, I am going to be a pastor. I need to have a church, so I'm going to go build one. That's the kind of mind frame and the kind of men I'm used to being around, but we're just going to put that aside, okay? So they they built the two churches, and uh, her name was on the church. Like, that's the staple, and she died, okay? Uh, she had a heart attack, and then she died. Well, I, did, I didn't want to go to the funeral because the last time I was in that church was for my, my father's funeral, which was uh, actually, it would be nine years on February 1st. His death date is coming up. And that was the last time I was in a church. And the last time I was in a church, I was pregnant. I was pregnant with my son. And I had to deal with the funeral. And I had this cape on me because God gave me the strength to be able to pull the entire family together in the time of crisis. Because my father died of a heart attack out of the blue. And he was only 60 years old. Okay? So, I'm in the pulpit because I am one of the ones that I wanted to speak, you know, about my father. And when I was in a pulpit... I had the speech prepared, but I didn't even go through the speech because God came through me like he is now and just like channeled through me to speak. And I'm pregnant with my son. Nobody even knew I was pregnant because I wasn't even showing it because I just found out I was pregnant. So I'm standing there and it's pool. The church is jam packed. People are outside because it was not enough seating on the inside. It was insane how many people were there. Um, and... I'm talking about my father and I'm channeling my grandfather who was a pastor in that church forever until he died, you know, um, until he retired because they made him retire because he was getting old. So that being said, I'm sitting here and I I mean, this was like almost nine years ago, channeling my son, you know, pregnant with my, I didn't know if it was a boy or girl at that point. So I'm just doing what I'm doing now, but didn't know that that's what I was doing makes sense right so fast forward to Saturday and I'm in this church and I can't help but think about my father in this church having a funeral with you know Miss Burial so I'm like yo like this is crazy and I felt very uncomfortable and my mom was too but you know we were playing it off and then like Miss Burton she's 98 years old she's sitting over there by my mom she is kicks and giggles because she says whatever she wants to whenever it doesn't matter if it's appropriate or not because she's 98 and she can do that so she was like a light to this very heavy, heavy energy that I was feeling. And of course, you know, Miss Burial's funeral was packed like my father. They had to do, it was crazy. It was like insane how many people were there. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, give me the strength to get through this. Let me be strong. You know what I'm saying? Because it was just overwhelming. And I'm sitting there and I'm really, I'm praying because I'm asking spirit to wrap me up and give me strength to, to get through this because I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go because it's reminding me of my father. And this is just, see, that church just brings back so many memories of my grandfather, 
graze me. So I'm like, this is just a lot going on. As I'm sitting there, they had a bishop to do the eulogy. It's this woman, this beautiful, beautiful woman, um, gets up and she does a eulogy that kicked my soul. And that eulogy, spirit is talking to me while she's preaching and and dropping nuggets in me. So I'm so in awe of this woman that is like, whew, I, it, I can't even explain. There's no words to explain how I felt when she was giving that eulogy because she was preaching and the message that she was saying, it was like she was speaking to me. And it was like, God was like, you're meant to be here. This is what you need to hear. You need to hear this right now, April. And you need to get it. And you need to get this lesson right now. And I couldn't do nothing but sit there and take it in. And as she's speaking, and I'm holding back tears because I can't be emotional in front of my mom because she just can't handle it. So I'm like, okay, so I'm like holding back tears. And then like, I really want to get out and run. But I'm like, no, you be strong. You sit there. And then I was like, whew, I'm glad that that experience, I'm like, I'm happy that I had that experience because she was so wonderful. But then I'm like, I'm glad it's over and this is almost over so I can go home. And, uh, so my mom, we parked, we got there early so we can, so I can park my car so I can get out. And I couldn't, so we like said our goodbyes, you know, Norman is Miss Burial's son. We grew up with him and I'm like hugging him and so forth because he was distraught. You know, when your parents die all of a sudden of a heart attack and things like that, it's just, it's. It's hard. The grieving period is hard. Just like, you know, Colby. And I can't even imagine what Vanessa, his wife, is going through. Because that's just, it's a shock to your system. And then when you get over the shock, you get over the realization that that person is no longer there. And you won't see them anymore. And then it's just, it's it's a lot to take in. So, we're there to console him. And I wanted to make sure that I got a chance to see him and hug him and love on him before I left. And I did. And then I'm sitting in the car. I'm, I got blocked in. I'm like... So I guess we'll have to leave. So I got, I, we, me and my mom got in the car. It's like, there's no way we can get out. So then we got, we got back out of the car and we were standing out there where everybody was standing talking and, and so forth. And the repass was at another place. So I'm standing outside and uh, the bishop literally walks in, like walks right in front of me. And Spirit's like, you need to go talk to her. And I'm like, what am I going to say? What 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 am I say? <laughs> and I already know what what spirit is telling me to do, and why spirit is telling me to do, which I'm not going to share on this podcast. I just want to tell the story so you can get the. There's a lesson at the end of it. So as because because spirit will move people in your path that you need to get, and will push it until you need until you get it. And and spirit and God, when I say spirit, I'm talking about the spirit of God. I'm talking about God. God was not going to let you tiptoe around anything. Let me just tell you. So you might as well go ahead and get this lesson and get it now. And that's exactly what happened because she literally like, boop. Spirit's like, go right now. And that wasn't a physical push, but it was a spiritual push. Like, get over there to her. And all I can say is like, 
I enjoyed your sermon. I enjoyed the eulogy. And she just grabbed me and hugged me. And when she hugged me and grabbed me, I try my best not to like fall down on the ground. Because what she said and how she said it was so powerful that my spirit was like, that. that's you, April. That's what you need to hear. What she's saying. You need to get it. You need to get it. And then... um. And she hugged me and I whispered and I said, I felt every word of your eulogy. I felt every word of what you were saying. And she said, good, good. And she hugged me and she hugged me so tight. And then um, my mom was talking about she loved her scarf. She took the scarf off and gave it to my mom. She took it off and she looked at me and said, you have not, you Wait, let me make sure I get this right. You have not because you ask not. You ask not because you have not. However that goes in the, in the Bible. I think it's if you have not because you ask not. And I was like, ah, ready to go. <laughs> running, I'm running. And, uh, and I, the, you know, my mom's like, I gotta go do that. So of course you do. Of course you do, woman. So I'm ripping and running because I'm just ready to go home, right? So I can get her to where she needs to go so I can go. I just, I was ready to go. And, um, you know, as I had planned to go out to listen to some music and have a couple of drinks to kind of unwind for the day, Spirit's like, no, you need to process what we've shown you, what we showed you. You need to process it. You need to get some rest. And that's exactly what I did. I went to bed like at eight o'clock and I uh, took a long shower. I just like lit can. I love candles, so I lit candles. You know, I just I relax and I, I had to process all. And it, I'm still shooken up, even like day four. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I have a better understanding of what spirit wants me to do uh, in this reincarnation, and that is why I have this podcast. Because let me tell you something. I can no longer run from my destiny. I can no longer run from what spirit is wanting me to do. And the message is so loud and clear that I have I have nowhere to run. I have nowhere to run and I have to accept it and I got to and I got to and I got to follow through on it. And uh and that is the message that I have for you. Whatever that is that you have that's deep down in your soul and your spirit, you need to get it, you need to do it, and now is the time. And so many people we've heard year after year, like, now is the time, now is the time. No, 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 no. I don't think you guys understand, like, now is the time. Now is the time for you to get what you need to get and do what you need to do because there is no more time. Time is really an illusion, but at the end of the day, while we're doing this physical, while we're in this physical realm, it is of importance. We cannot, we can no longer wait. And, and I mean, for the Kobe fans that are out there and, and his daughter, that's just, that's devastating. That's a devastating loss to lose your husband and your daughter at a blink of an eye. You never... Know when you're going to die. Miss Burial died of a heart attack and was tied up to tools for days. My father 
has never been sick. He was in the military, didn't even get shot, went to war. None of that happened. He had a heart attack just like that and was done. Was done. On, like, in the middle of the day. In the middle of the day, no warning, no nothing. And that is when I tell you, like I tell you right now, you cannot, you can no longer wait. Stop playing small in your life. Stop sitting back thinking that if this condition is going to be like this, and I'm going to be like that, and that's going to be like that, then it's going to be perfect. Because it's never going to be perfect. Because if you're looking for perfection, you're never going to get the things being done that you need to get done. That's not realistic. That is procrastination. You're procrastinating on what you need to do. And I'm, I am saying this and I'm preaching this because I have done it myself. I feel like everything has to be in alignment and be perfect. I've been sitting on these tools that I have and these gifts that I have for years. Things that I haven't even shared with people that I do. I do automated writing. I can channel a person in another realm and they can talk to me and I can write with my left hand. And I'm right-handed. That is how powerful I am. And... For me to suppress these gifts that I have, I have to stop. I have to stop playing small. And I'm scared. And and I know I'm scared. And it's like I do a little, but I can't I can no longer do a little. I have to do a lot. I gotta be all the way in. And I had one of my peers tell me this almost two years ago. He's like April. You are meant to be way bigger than what you are. Way bigger. But you got to put it all out there. You got to put it all out there. I mean, like a Jehovah Witness, put it all out there. Because what you're doing is you're playing safe. You'll go get a nine to five. You know, you do this on the side. You know, and then if you don't do it, if you don't have the nine to five, then you do it full time. But then you play safe. And then you're like, you take this client that you shouldn't, know you shouldn't have taken. You do this, you're doing that. No, you need to stop. You need to stop and you need to stop. <laughs> you need to stop. And I think about my grandfather. He didn't finished the third grade and left and went back and got a degree from Emory University in Atlanta in theology and uh, came back to small town Mississippi and was like I have to preach and I have to find a place for the people to come and um, so I'm going to build it And I'm like, wait, what? I'm going to build it. I was young. I wasn't even born yet when he was doing all this. But I'm just saying, though, like, he said, I'm going to build it. And he was like, I want a bigger house, so I'm going to build it. It's the same thing that we need to have an understanding of. If you don't see it out there, then you create it. You build it. And it doesn't have to be in the physical, but you need to create it so it can manifest in the physical. I'm not saying to go build a house. 
I'm just saying that you need to learn what you need to do with your gifts that God gave you and go and create it. And even if it's already been done, even if you see another person that's a life coach, a spiritual coach, or a psychic and tarot, you do it your way. Because your set of gifts is different than anybody else's. Your branding, your life, your stories is different than anybody else. So stop playing small and stop playing safe. Do you need to have money to, to, to survive in this physical? Absolutely. You have kids to take care of. You have, a, you, have a, you have things that are necessities that you need to do. And I'm not telling anybody to go quit their job. I'm just saying that you need to get on your path and you need to do it now. Or you're gonna, your life is going to recycle. 2020 is, I'm going to tell you right now, you think this death with Kobe and his daughter is devastating, which it absolutely is. It's the tip of the iceberg. Because all I have seen in my dreams is death and people dying. And it's not in people close and people famous. Because everybody's not meant to recycle in this decade. Everybody is not meant to to be in this decade. So their lives are going to recycle. Rather they do good or rather they do bad. But we don't know what Kobe did behind closed doors. And I'm not saying that... You know, he's not perfect. I'm just saying that because he's not perfect. We're all imperfect beings. So with that imperfection in the shadow side that we all have, we need to learn and need to understand that. We need to do what we need to do now. Because you can die rather you a good person and plant good seeds like him and also Nipsey Hussle. Or you can be somebody that's like horrible and lead with your dark side and still die so it doesn't matter what matters is how you want your legacy to be and what you want your legacy to look like Kobe Bryant has an amazing legacy and they're trying to you know bring up the stuff that he's already been acquitted for let that go if the victim is not out there running her mouth then who are you to do it and I'm saying that as a rape victim Don't fight my battles for me. I fight my own battles. Let that man rest in peace with his daughter. That goes back to this imperfections. We are all imperfect beings. We all have shit that's going on with us that nobody knows about. But that being said, like, yo, like, get on your stuff. Stop playing yourself. Stop it. Stop playing with yourself. This 2020 year, man, let me tell you. (laughs) When we are going to end this 2020 year and we're going into 2021, I am telling you, y'all going to be like, yo, you're going to have two things to say about 2020. (laughs) You're going to say, that bitch done wore me out. (laughs) I am glad it's over. Or I am grateful for these hard-ass lessons that I have learned in 2020. And now I am walking into 2021 in a better place than I've been in years. But that's your decision. You can take these beatings because <laughs> you're going to get them. And be like, you know what? 
I'm going to get up. I'm going to continue to get up. I'm going to continue to move on. I'm going to wipe myself off. I'm going to fall. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep going and use them as lessons and use them as like, you know what? I know that I could have done better in this aspect or I could have done this. People are going to come and go in your life in 2020. You need to drop them people that ain't shit and get them out your, get them out your energy. Get them out of your energy. And you have to be selfish. And it's not to a point where you only think about yourself and not your, your, your family members or whatever, but you have to put yourself first. I had lunch with a friend of mine yesterday, and he said the same thing. He's like, April, you so compromising with everyone in your life, especially when if you're at a job. You're just so compromising. You give so much of yourself to people because that's just who I naturally am. But he was like, you got to stop. You have to do what's best for you all the time. And I'm getting better with that. I'm not 100% there, but I'm getting there because now I understand the importance of, you know what? If I was to die tomorrow, what would my legacy be? What would I leave my son? A bunch of podcast episodes? <laughs> I'm saying like what what I'm supposed to do? Leave him money? Okay. What what okay, what else? No, I want more than that. I want to leave him a legacy of, you know what? When they're doing my eulogy, I want them to talk about how many people that I've helped along on my path and that my words and the things that I said triggered people into being their greatest versions of themselves. That is what I want my legacy to be because I want my son to be proud of that. And you need to think about what you want your legacy to look like. Because you can't leave your kids your damn job. And you can't leave your kids. You can leave your kids the material stuff. But even that's going to go away after a while. My grandfather's legacy is still being talked about. Still. The house that he built is still there. The churches that he built is still there. His name is on a plaque on the churches. When people are like, well, when was this church established and who built it? Reverend Lee Johnson. That's a legacy. The property that he left behind for his kids. He left them land. Not things not a handbag <laughs> not some damn gucci slippers but he left he left us land and a family so it would never be sold off that's his legacy so as i close this podcast episode i know it was like blah 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 but you know that spirit coming through me i can't help it um think about what you want your legacy to be here we are, February 1st is right around the corner, and I can promise you, most of the listeners here that's on this podcast has not done anything they set their intentions out for this year. I can promise you that. You'll know why? Because it's easier to stay complacent. Do you think I feel like getting up and going to the track in the morning? Hell no. 
and it's been cold. <laughs> it's been cold. But I said, if I don't, I will be disappointed in myself. Because I'm not giving myself a fair chance. I'm not eating right. I'm not doing what's right for April. I'm not going to to achieve my goals doing the same shit. That's just dumb. And you need to think about that as well. Here we are about to turn to the February 1st. And you still haven't done anything that you set your intentions out to do this year in 2020. So you know what you need to do. If you need additional help, reach out to your girl. Go to my website, <laughs> thesoulcoach.org. Um, go to my Instagram, soulcoach, S-O-L-E-C-O-A-C-H, uh, underscore on Instagram. You know, shoot me an email at soul1, S-O-L-E-O-N-E at mail.com you know how to get in contact with me my information is always wherever you listen to my information is there uh take advantage i even have a an ebook that's only eight bucks it's eight dollars um and it teaches you and helps you goal set for the year it's never too late to get started but get started right (laughs) <laughs> all right you guys thank you so much i love you guys for letting to be for me allowing you guys into your lives and really listen to what i say 2020 is not the year for the week you better get on your shit now <laughs> no like for real <laughs> like right now <laughs> like when you get off of this podcast in this episode, don't be like, oh, April crazy, she crazy, blah, blah. No, 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 Get on it. Stop wasting your life. Because it's so short and it's so precious. I just want to, you know, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant and his beautiful daughter. And rest in peace to my family friend, Charlotte Burial. Like, she taught me a lot she taught me everything about church to be honest with you about what it means easter speeches protocol when my father died she was the first one at the house and came and sat down with me and was like okay april this is the protocol on how things are done and showed me everything from my father's funeral So, let me tell you something. Her legacy and the people that she left behind and what they were saying about this woman was amazing. Because she was amazing. But she did everything with intention. She was in a VFW. She just, she had a legacy that was just something to really praise about. So, you know, um, think about what you want your legacy to be. And, uh... You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you on Monday. Bye.